Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Heel Turn, our live weekly wrestling show and the official podcast of ProWrestling.Cool. It's the eve of summer on the East Coast, and you know what that means, Owen. A whole series of podcasts in which it is going to be very hot, and we don't have air conditioning and are going to want to die. That is right. And that means we're going to talk... God damn it. Yeah, I, I'm aware, but we're going to talk about this past week in wrestling, which means we're... T- God damn it. Which means we're talking Raw. We're talking SmackDown Live. We're talking NXT. We're talking a little New Japan. And we're going to talk about this past weekend's Money in the Bank at NXT TakeOver Chicago. I'm Owen, joined as always by John. Joined as always by everybody out there on the internet. Isn't that cool? It's not cool. We are streaming live over at twitch.tv slash ozone online and mixer.com slash the ozone. Check us out there. We are monitoring both chats and our Twitter at the heel turn. So send us your questions and your comments and we'll get to them as we deem fit. Owen. John. As the top political commentators on the internet, uh-huh. since as we've established us being the premier wrestling journalists on the internet means that we are also the premier political commentators on the internet now because of our fucked up dystopia with uh, WWE Hall of Famer president. Yeah. I would like to give a uh, a stunning political take. Stunning. This week fucking sucks. What is going on in this fucking country? Holy shit. Um, bad things are happening, John. Really fucking bad things. Holy fucking Christ. Yep. I I don't know how, I don't know what to say. I know exactly what to say. Go to splinternews.com and find that story that has Stephen Miller's phone number and call Stephen Miller and tell him what you think about him. I'm not going to tell people to call people online, but you can. I just did. I know. It's, I'm, it's funny you don't have the number like on you right now. I mean, I could go to SplinterNews.com and find the article. Here is Stephen Miller's phone number. You, you probably shouldn't on a live stream. And a podcast. But John, aside That's from... That's true. I mean, we might get... Twitter might hear it and ban us. Free, free Kessler. Free Kessler. But John... Wait, no, he's free. Is he? Yeah, he's been free for days. I don't follow him, I don't fucking know. Oh, uh, well... I mean, I only know because... People have retweeted it. That's good. Good to hear. He's all like, yeah, I deserve to get suspended, whoopsies. He fucked up. What did he do exactly? He uh, tweeted that he was going to murder Dave Lang. So what? It's Dave Lang. He's dead already. I know. I saw the Devolver Digital Conference. I I know, but Twitter didn't know that, so... R.I.P. Dave Lang. See you on the other side, Space Cowboy. So, John... Speaking of things that are dead... Oh, boy. My enthusiasm for wrestling! I mean, my enthusiasm went back up... this week. Okay. Wrestling is actually quite good. 
I mean, did you watch NXT TakeOver? One part of wrestling is really good. I mean, I thought SmackDown was really good this week, too. Does that mean it's time to discuss the wrestle shows? I mean, no, because I got other stuff I'm talking about, and also... I'm, I'm, I'm semi-delaying because, for some reason, the, the CPU on this computer is running hot, and causing some issues on the stream. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I don't know what's up with that. The live show. Well, this will be fun for the the audience listening uh, to the podcast version. No, the podcast version is totally fine. But yeah, but... Oh, you're just going to cut this part out? No, okay. hell no. Cut nothing out, John. But I'm going to talk to you, since apparently this issue is not going to fix itself. I'm going to talk to you about a game called Clash Royale. No! I mean, no. That game is bad and it is banned! It's not bad, it's not banned. Cesaro is playing it, so therefore it's wrestling related. <sighs> they put out a big update today, John! Did they fix the part where if you pay more money, you win? <laughs> uh, that's They actually gave you more ways to pay money. Of course they did! I mean... What a quality video game product John, this it's is! It's a phone game. Thanks, Tencent. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's it's a mobile game, of course. That's how it works. They they, they make you pay the money, but they gave you a, a good, stupid thing to pay money for. And by that, I mean they shouldn't make you pay money for this. So you know those like shitty emotes. What it- yeah, I, I am fully aware of the Laughing King, and every time I see it, and I want to reach through the phone and what, kill what the man on added, the other side. What if they or lady. Emotes, but you had to pay for them. Of course like, they did. There's a bunch of goblin ones, there's a pr- some princess ones. I don't know, one of, the, one of the goblin ones was pretty good that really upset me when I saw someone use it. Pretty fucking cool that they have that they make you pay to have the option to have a fucking woman as your avatar. I mean, that's not the direction I was going, but you're you're not wrong. More, more, most people are buying the uh, the goblin one because so, some of the goblin well, unsurprising some it's of the go- goblin fucking goblin good. like there's one where he rolls his eyes, which happened when I threw a bad fireball, and I'm like, I, you know what? I deserve that. They now have a way, instead of just doing Thumbs Up King as sarcasm, they can actually have an actual sarcasm about. But yeah, they, they made some other fixes, John. They, uh, they made it so that, well, this doesn't affect you, but when you go past 4,000 crowns in the, in the, in the single-player ladder, um, now it doesn't automatically just drop you down to, like, 4,000, or whatever your threshold is. It actually just cuts... The crowns you had above that by half. That's... What does that do? And so when the season ends, you're not playing with people way out of your league immediately. Uh... Because like if someone's like at like forty two hundred crowns and you're at like forty thirty, at the at the beginning of the season you would both be at four thousand in the start, so you'd be match up with them and it would fuck you up. And that's why I wouldn't play ladder. Mm, I that's see. why I wouldn't play ladder at the beginning. Also, they reshuffled the cards and what uh, what arenas you get them in. 
So like Weird. the uh, the the mus oh, not the musketeer the uh, what do you call it the the hunter who has like the, the spray shot. Mm-hmm. He's he's now in arena one. <clears throat> huh. And uh, I'm trying to see what else like the the uh, the barrel with the uh, the barbarian is now in uh, arena three. And they moved some other huh. things up higher, like the rockets now at arena six. That's strange. Yeah, they, they shuffled around because so they've said these are cards more advanced players would use, and like cards that more beginners would use are now at the bottom, so they would get them more faster. And like bats are now at arena five. So, if you want your bats, you can get some bats. I still don't. I still don't get bats. Bats are what you put behind a tank, and they attack things real fast. But they also get one shotted. But mm-hmm. if there's something taking all the bullets. It can be real devastating. I can show you how bats work sometime. You only get one shot, do not miss your chance to blow. Uh, they also added two new cards, which I got today. One is a okay. giant snowball for two elixir, sure. and it pretty much goes as this giant AoE thing that does a little bit of damage but uh, slows everything down. So it's kind of like an alternative to log or zap. But what's good is that, like, if the princess, okay. you know, have the princess is out of range and attacks the tower, you usually, like, log it to kill it. Well, if you use this giant snowball, it actually pushes it in f- toward the tower so you can get killed by it. So you can direct things in what direction you want them to go. So that's cool. And then the other one are... Uh, the, uh, what the hell are they called? They are the, uh, Royal Hogs. Which are, you know how the Hog Rider has, rides a hog? Imagine four of them. Yes. That but sounds like illegal. a lot less health. Oh. But there's four of them. And they, that and might they be jump over still. The, the river and they just attack buildings. But it's cool. Seems like a, a a cool alternative to uh, so that you know you can't just put one tower to try to direct them all; they might spread out. That's cool. I'm going to test these out. The this game is, is changing, evolving. I have a hot take for so, you, Owen. What if it's actually not cool and this game is bad? I mean, you can have that opinion, I guess. Can I interest you in some retro highway? No, I'm good. I'm I'm gonna be playing a different video game on Friday. No, but it's endless road rash. Um, hear me out, though. You know what comes out on Friday? I actually don't. Oh, I've heard, I've heard things I played about the demo. that game. I played the online tournament demo thing they had a couple weeks ago. It's good. Okay. I like it a lot. I've heard that people have found it frustrating. Well, they should get good at it. Have you seen Waluigi's hair in it? Yes. That's all you need to know. He has cool hair and he does a moonwalk. I mean, what else do you need? I have another hot take for you, Owen. 
I don't, I don't get the whole Wah! I don't, I don't get it. Why do people like this stupid character? He's I don't get stupid. it. His name is like Wa. They said a warrior is like Wa Luigi. And he just showed up, and he only yes, he he never appears in like an actual game. He only appears in party games and sports games. He might not be real. I mean, or he's the realest I mean, one. It's, we we don't know. He, we know he's not. Have you have you heard Waluigi's song about his? God, I can't even remember the fucking terrible line. God damn it! No, whatever. Actually, it's probably good. It's probably for the best that I can't remember this terrible line. Oh, I know line. That he's not in Smash Brothers, but Ridley is, and that's a travesty. All I know is that Waluigi has a consensual penis. You're, you're not wrong. Hey, John, on that note, do you want to talk about wrestling news? <laughs> yes. Oh, and I know you have a story here at the top that we should probably talk about, but considering that I just put the perfect segue, let's just let's just skip to the one. Go ahead. Yo, fuck Big Cass, am yeah. I right? Big Cass has got got released uh, on Tuesday, or not on not Tuesday on Peace, motherfucker. Did he released. Uh, no, yes, sure it, was it was Tuesday. Wednesday. Yes, Tuesday. Yeah, it was no, it was a couple hours before yeah, SmackDown got released. And there's some reports going around trying to uh, you know figure out why, and I don't fully believe those reports. Are you calling the Dave Meltzer a liar? Sports Illustrated. That's trying to piece it together. I haven't heard what Dave had to say. I just know... Dave had some things to say, too. What Dave had to say, because I'll tell you what my sources told me. Uh, Dave's... I mean, mostly what Dave said was, yeah, the, the issue with that segment a couple weeks ago was the final straw. Yeah, that's pretty much what I heard. That, uh, you know, once he uh, did that thing with the little person, he got on Vince's shit list, and they set him on a high, you know, a high bar to cross, and he couldn't do it. And if you can't, like, do a compelling program with Danny Bryan, his first program back from injury, fucking waste of time. SmackDown's a two-hour show. We have, we have so many talent yep. on that show that need that spot. Stop wasting it. Uh, that's what I heard. But come on, man! He holds up his fist and he smiles. Yeah, but he's he's a, he's a big ass. And, I'm tough and, and he's tall. Gone. He's gone now from the company. They didn't even wish him best of luck on his future endeavors. They sure so, fucking didn't. He got the Enzo treatment. He wasn't as bad as Enzo and. I mean, of course not. Like the Sports Illustrated report. But hey, now Cass can go follow his dream of wanting to work for ICE and torture children? Uh, Yeah, the the Sports Illustrated story is trying to talk about connections to the European tour and drinking and some incident on a bus, and I don't think... I've I've heard both of these things. Yeah, apparently he was getting shit-faced drunk in Europe. I don't know if I 
believe all that. That I don't think that had to do with this situation. I think he just may have run people the wrong way, and they're glad he's gone, but it didn't contribute to him getting fired, because that's... that's Look, I think it's I think it's probably one of those things where it's like clearly the the incident where he like directly crossed Vince and like disobeyed a direct order and and couldn't follow orders is like the thing. It's the main yeah, thing. I'm, I think I'm, is pretty clear. But I'm going to throw it out there if these other things are true, which I wouldn't be too surprised about. They seem like things that probably didn't help. No, I mean, that, that, that made him unlikable to the other people in the locker room. But I'm curious if something happened on Sunday. Like, if he did something during the match. I'm not sh- entirely sure. I haven't heard, That's why I'm waiting to hear back about if anything on Sunday led to it happening now. Or if they were just wrapping up this program before getting rid of him. So, I don't have the information. I mean... What happened Sunday was a fuck-awful match, so... I mean, yeah. I'm guessing, again, probably not the reason, but definitely didn't help! Absolutely not. Hey, John, you want to hear some more wrestling news? No, because I know what you're going to say, because I read it when I looked at the notes... This morning, and was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, yeah. Owen, oh, I hate this news. Well, John, I'm not surprised by this news because we knew that this was happening, and we knew this was going to come. Yeah. Hey, John. Big Van Vader. Yes, died Owen. On Monday. I know. And... I know. It's a- and, like, I know that we knew he had heart troubles and that his heart was failing and that, like, he kind of said a little while ago that he only really had six months to live. And I think he probably well, I, had, like, another actually, year after more, that. More so to what be fair. happened in 2016, he, had, he said he, had, he was told he had two years left to live. So two years came and went. Okay. So, so <sighs> yeah, so he got money. He was battling with congestive heart failure. And he actually had heart surgery in March, but, uh, you know, it wasn't enough. Didn't, didn't save him. Man. Shame. I, I love, I love oh, Vader. Too, also. He's the coolest, he's the coolest motherfucker on the planet, and this breaks my damn heart. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you on. I really don't. It's, a. Uh, you know, it's a shame, but it was expected, and uh, I'm sure you'll be finding a ton of tributes to him in the week. So, uh, did you watch NXT this no, week? I was busy trying to fix our audio issues from last week. Okay, well, on NXT this week, um, the beginning literally they just had like a, a you know, their fucking social uh-huh. media crawler. On the, it was literally like a picture of Vader at the one of the corners of the social media crawler and just like WWE is shocked and saddened to learn that or in that uh Big Van Vader. Fuck I'm I'm forget Leon White. Yeah. They 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 power worded him. Yeah. Leon that Leon White Vader passed away on Monday. He was sixty three and then had like just 
all throughout the you know the intro to the show where they're doing like the recap and then the you know the opening the opening theme which is like here's Big E tweeting about Vader here's Triple H tweeting about Vader here's Mick Foley tweeting about Vader it, it was here's James Elthworth blowing up the fucking business and not keeping kayfabe piece of shit what did he say thanks for making it real not wrong. Did you see? Or whatever. feel real. John, whatever. It's like... It's on the network. Fuck you. I will... I, I will cornet this... I, this, I will cornet this shit and this will be my hill to die on. Fuck it, Don't James Ellsworth. But yeah, it's... It. Well, maybe if you're Carmella. Anyway! Boy. Oof. I, I guess we gotta move on from that since you did that. Um, this week they had the, uh, the UK Championship Tournament tapings. Hooray! I, I wonder what happened in them. Here, hold on, let me just look at the WWE app. I bet nothing will go wrong here. Oh, no! Yeah, I mean, they posted on the website and on Twitter and everywhere. Um, new NXT Tag Team Champions came out of the second night, because the second night was more of a NXT TakeOver. Type thing, which is weird because they show an ad on they they explain that on the uh they they showed an ad on NXT this week for it uh and they're just like yeah day one is this and day two NXT takes over I mean it makes sense since they also launched but the thing I don't understand here is why did they tape it already and yet they're streaming it starting Monday. At 3 p.m. as if no, it was happening no, John, live. It's, it's happening live. It's because it's a UK-based thing, so they're putting it in prime time for the UK. If it's a thing targeted to the US, do you think they would put it on at like 5 in the morning? For us? No, they're putting it in prime time for the UK because it's a UK thing. It's going to be their show. When it airs on the network... Going forward, it's going to be on UK time. It just dawned on me that they're not changing different time zone things on the network because of the yeah, internet. Dude, the, ne- the network is just the network. They get the same network we do. Huh. So there you go. Huh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Huh. I don't know why that never occurred to me before. There, there you go. Also... I guess I just always thought that everything works like television. Also, get excited for the, uh, I guess, I I didn't put it in the news, but get ready for that Australia show in October. Yeah! Gonna fucking air at five in the morning. So I guess this is how WWE's gonna, like, make money now that people in America don't seem to really give a shit about the product anymore? Is they're gonna go for conning other governments to give them money slash... Fuck the Rupert Murdoch. Sure, we'll go with that. Uh oh. <laughs> I, I lost connection with you. That's what happened. Oh. oh okay. I, I was confused as to why you were so quiet. I was just like, what? I was trying to figure out what was going on, and we're seeing the technical difficulties on this episode. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. I, I, 
don't 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 blame me. I am blaming fine. you. I I did a speed test. My internet's fine. Fine, my internet's fucked. Whatever. The stream the stream goes on. I got on. I got hundred up, thirty six down, or the other way around, rather. Well, isn't that nice? Yeah, it is. Owen, what's up? American wrestling sucks, except for the Knicks. No, but John, I was trying to continue on with our story about the XT UK getting announced. Oh, there's more. Yeah, XT I'm sorry. UK got announced. The, right. The UK brand. Right, yeah. I don't. Sorry, I, I kind of forgot that uh, the tournament is not actually NXT UK. No, it's it's just well, it is now. It is NXT UK, and they announced it. Here's the thing, I don't understand. What? Why are they calling it NXT UK? Uh, because NXT is a like. Good... Why don't they just come up with another name for it? NXT brand is powerful. Yeah. Is it though? Yeah. Like when you think NXT, you think. It's powerful wrestling. to us, and it's powerful to, to wrestle nerds, but like... Yeah, it's powerful to the world of wrestling. It's the best wrestling on the planet. No. Uh, I would say that, you know, the show that had Nakamura and Samoa Joe, and now has Ricochet and the Velveteen Dream. Yeah, I would, I would say I mean, it's the best wrestling show. Look, man, I'm gonna throw it out there. The next news story that we have on here makes a pretty compelling case for potentially being better. I mean, it's, it's just a special thing that happens every year. It's always great. So just a special thing that happens every year. Yeah. So shall I, shall I, I guess I'll move on to the general one talk about NXT UK. I mean, honestly, there's, there's I don't feel like there's really there that much to talk bunch, about. John, we don't really know what it's going to be. They said, oh, we're going to have our own women's and tag belts. Yeah, I know that. They're having their own belts. Then why does the NXT UK team have the main NXT tag titles? Because Tyler Bate and Trent Seven are popular and have been around a bunch and are probably still going to be doing a lot of work in actual NXT and probably going to get called up to the main roster at some point. I don't think they are. I think they're going to stay next to UK. They 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 need them. Really think so? If they're going to build a brand. They need names like that to build it on. I mean, they got the Pete done. They got the Mandrews. No, Mandrews is in the two hundred five live. I thought he was just kind of doing that as like while they no, were setting this up. No, he's on two hundred five live. They might move him back. I'm not. I'm not sure, but right. he was officially on the 205 Live roster. So, I don't, I don't really understand what they're doing. To be honest, Owen. Me either. It's very cool that they're that they're doing a ladies' title and a men's title. I feel like I'm kind of bummed out that that pretty much means that UK title is going bye bye from regular NXT, but also. I mean, probably. they probably should have done the fucking match at TakeOver Chicago, so... Well, yeah, that's true. But they wanted to do it in the UK. Like, you'd... I'm just throwing it out there! 
you'd think that considering like they rated the the t- UK title match from last year's takeover Chicago as the fucking match of the year in NXT. Yeah. Like you'd think that they'd probably want to do something for the anniversary of that show while the guy who won it there is still the champ. I know. But they they're they're doing a weird thing. Let them do their weird thing, John. No. And how about I tell you a can't make me. How about I tell you about the G1? G1 climb. Okay, G1 that climb you can 28 do. is uh, happening this summer. It's going to take place from July 14th to August 12th. I've. J- John? Owen? I've took it. Could this be the year that Abaka Gaijin finally wins the G1 I, climax? I, I, n- no. It's not. Hear me out here, Owen. You're right, no. What I'm trying to say, John, is that I am finally taking it upon myself to cover the G1 for this stupid website. Okay. So, starting in July, we're going to have a special podcast series where I will be joined possibly by friend of the show, Trace, and, uh, also, a friend of the show has been on before, a derp. I derpasaurus is his username, and we are gonna watch all of the G one and do a podcast series exclusively about it. And it might—it's probably gonna be behind the paywall. Get excited! But it, it, but the thing is, John, I'm not gonna put it behind the nine ninety nine tier. I'm gonna put it behind the one dollar tier. So for just a dollar, you're going to get about a bazillion podcasts all about the G1. And, John, you're, you're not going to be on it. I'm not going to make you do that. What if I want to be on it? You would have to watch all of that wrestling, like, the day it airs. You don't want to do it. Trust me. <laughs> I don't want to do it, but, but I'm doing it for the website. True, I might be dead yeah, by it's, then. It's, it's a month straight of like a million shows that last last hours and hours. You, you don't want to do it. But I can tell you who was announced for the tournament and what blocks are in. If you're interested in that. Sure. Well, in the A block, we have Michael Elgin. Boo! Evil. It's- Yay! Bad Luck Folly. Sure. Hogi Makabe. Kazuchika Ukata. Hagman. The Rainmaker! You don't have to comment on every one of these, John. But I want to. Hagman Page. He's got a noose. Minoru Suzuki. Yes! Roshi Tanahashi. John Cena sucks. Jay White. No, I, I actually don't like him. And uh, Yoshihashi. Sure. In the B block, we have Hiroki Goto. Kota Ibushi. The new Never Open with Champion. True. Uh, Kota Ibushi. Yeah, Kota. Tomohiro Ishii. Sure. Tatsuya Naito. Yay! Kenny Omega. 
I am so fucking stoked for Kenny Coda. Juice Robinson. <laughs> Zack Sabre okay. Jr. Yay! Sonata. Sure. Amatanga. And Toriano. Okay. I am very interested in these blocks. Because as you said, Abushi and Omega are going to fight. Probably like at the end. At the end of the blocks, they're going to fight. We got yeah, you got to build. You got to build that. You got to string people along before you get to that one. That's got to be the cuz come on, you you're basically doing Johnny Gargano Tommaso Ciampa from Cruiserweight Classic here. Mm-hmm. We've got uh Evil and Sonata on separate sides. We've got uh, Suzuki Makabe and Okada on the same side. We got Ishii and Naito and Juice Robinson and Zack Sabre all on the same side. It, it's crazy. There's going to be a lot of really good matchups in this tournament. And I am excited. And I'm also going to be covering a lot of it. So make sure you check out. Call right now, though, and who do you think is going to win? Uh, um, uh, that's a, I kind of would like to see Naito win. And then just get murdered by Jericho afterward. I could see that. Or I could see them, uh, for some odd reason, strapping the rocket to Jay White. You're, so you do think that we have the chance for the first ever Bakagaijin to win? And there's a chance. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's going to be Naito. But I said it could be a weird thing if they put it on Jay White. Please don't. They They won't. I just, I just want. I'm just doing that because I'm an asshole. It's not gonna happen. Hear me out here, Owen. Uh huh. Kenny's gonna have the belt for a while. I bet Kenny's gonna have the belt until Tokyo Dome. What if this is yeah. building for Coda and him on the grandest stage? I mean, that would. I mean, that wouldn't make sense since they're also on, on the same block. So Coda wins. Yeah, I guess, but also I don't, I don't. I just don't see that happening. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to break up the Golden Lovers for this. That would suck. I like the Golden Lovers a lot. Well, they love each other still. They just have to fight now. Speaking of New Japan, I got other news. Okay. Last week on the Capcom stage, we had uh, the Elite, as in we had. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks take on the New Day at Street Fighter Five. Okay. And that's not a very good video game, but sure. Whatever they did promotional stuff for it. Anyway, the Elite won. You'd think the Elite would be more interested in playing Tekken, but whatever. I mean, they are, but they did it because Kenny and Xavier both really like Street Fighter, so and they had to deal with Capcom, so whatever. The point is, on this week's episode of Being the Elite, which is their YouTube series if you haven't checked it out, it ended on a very interesting note. Okay. It ended with the Bucks saying, like, yeah, we fucking beat the New Day, it's great, but uh, couldn't we beat them in something else? 
Like we're professional. Dun dun, like, dun dun dun. Like we're professional athletes. Like couldn't we like beat them in another kind of competition? And then they said, "Of course, basketball." Oh. And they're like, "No, not basketball. I'm talking about a match." And and, and that's how the episode ended. So they're teasing the elite versus the new day in a wrestling. Of course, game. they are. And you're thinking to yourself, oh, that's not going to fucking happen. I am thinking to myself, that's not going to fucking happen. I'm also thinking to myself, so I wonder when WWE is going to start firing people for knowing them again. Uh, how about the f- this weird little twist to it, John? Have you been checking out the WWE Network? No. Well, they have a weird uh, collection they're highlighting. Okay. And that collection is, hey, check out Kenny Omega. Here's some, Excuse me? Here's some old wrestling featuring Kenny Omega. From where? From his like younger gear. I don't. I don't know what promotions they have. They have a bunch of old footage, but yo, they're promoting Kenny Omega on the WWE Network. I'm going to look for this, because I don't believe this. Alright, you can look it up. I'm not going to look it up, because I'm afraid that it's going to cause more streaming issues. Because the computer's acting... I'm assuming it's acting weird, because it's very fucking hot in this room. Hmm. But yeah, they're promoting Kenny Omega on the WWE Network in one of their collections, so... I'm looking at collections. Well, why don't you do a search on the network for Kenny Omega? Eh. I mean, you could do that, and it'll, it'll, it'll pop up for you more easily. Eh. Whatever. Point is, WWE is promoting Kenny Omega. The uh, the Elite are teasing a challenger to New Day. I'm not saying it's going to happen soon. But it's way more likely than you think that there are talks going on of possibly a match. Would it be in WWE? Or would it be on neutral ground? We're not sure. There's no other details besides the fact that there are talks going on of the possibility of having this match happen. And the WWE is very aware of Kenny Omega and his star power. There you go. Did, did, you, did you look it up? I did look it up. Um, there is one clip. Still. It is it it's part of their hidden gems. It is uh a match from Deep South Wrestling from two thousand six. Oh there you go. But yes, it does say here before making a name for himself internationally, Kenny Omega showed his skills against Crew Jones in this match from Deep South Wrestling. Yeah. They had this featured like a while, little while ago on the you know, up front they had it featured, so just saying it's kinda interesting. Just saying, they own all this footage, and fuck the New Japan. That's why I'm saying it wouldn't happen in New Japan. It would either be in the WWE or or on neutral ground. This Kenny Omega thing is six minutes long, also. Oh yeah, they don't have a lot of footage. Anyway, John, there's one more news story that you wrote There is! What is it? It's a story. From the news. Well, d- fucking tell me what it is, John. 
Do I have to? Yes. Okay. Uh, it's it's nothing really special. So there's this guy. Um, I I don't know him really. Uh, but you can you can find the source on on the YouTube. It's a, a interview that this guy Chris Van Vliet, I believe his name is pronounced V L I E T. Sure. Um, he did an interview with Simon Gotch, hmm? also known as Simon Grimm. Yeah. And it's about like a forty minute interview. They talk about some things. Um, but I did want to read this quote from the interview, uh, his thoughts on Enzo Amore and his, uh, real one, rather, and his rap song uh-huh. about the consensual penis. Yeah. And I quote Owen, Best case scenario, Enzo made a diss rap about a mentally unstable drug addict who needs counseling for both a drug problem and she's bipolar or whatever mental issue she has. She needs to be seeing a psychiatrist and getting drug counseling. She does not need a disrap being written about her. That is not going to help her situation. And a decent human being would see that and go, you know what? I'm going to distance myself from this. I'm going to move on and do my own thing. This does not define me. This is not who I am. I did not do this. They're going to walk away from it because they're clean and innocent. His reaction was instead to do the diss record. Which, worst case scenario, he did commit the act of rape. He lucked out because, unfortunately, the reality of criminal proceedings is that they are financial acts. Lack of evidence usually means that they don't want to spend any more money trying to gather evidence. That has not been easy enough to justify the costs and that they're going to move on. That is not uncommon in cases of sexual assault because, again, you rarely have any sort of evidence beyond DNA and all that really shows is that a sex act occurred. It does not show whether or not the act was consensual. So it's just the he said, she said situation, unfortunately. So that means, worst case scenario, he did a diss track on a woman he raped. So best case scenario, he's an awful human being. Worst case scenario, he's a monster. Simon Gotch is the best human being. Calling it. Bravo. I would say the best human being, considering the way he left the movie. Eh. So, John. He punched Sin Cara in the face. Who cares? Uh, it's Sin Cara. That's not nice. John. It's Sin Cara! John is still a human being. Alberto Del Rio don't give a fuck! Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck because he's, he's allegedly on a bunch of cocaine. Allegedly. Allegedly. Let's move on and talk about NXT, because NXT... It's allegedly a hell of a drug. Yeah. John, talk to me about NXT. Owen, I'll talk to you about the next. Let's talk about TakeOver Chicago. But before we talk about TakeOver Chicago, let's talk about this week's NXT, which happened before TakeOver Chicago, because time is weird. Why would you say let's talk about TakeOver if you weren't going to talk about TakeOver? Because we're talking about TakeOver, it's just we're talking about the TakeOver pre-show that was actually this week's NXT. No, the TakeOver pre-show because was, was the thing at the, with the paddle, with the, with the, uh, the Pat McAfee. And the, the, it's the real TakeOver pre-show, though. Yeah, alright, this is the NXT that t- was taped before TakeOver. Tell me about it. Yes. There were two matches, Owen. Oh, by the way, I blew someone's mind this weekend. By telling them oh. that the take that the pre-show that airs on the network is not live. Oh uh, yeah, they didn't know that. I'm like, no, it, it, they started at seven to seven thirty. 
then while that's airing, they tape the NFC TV. You and I have done that enough times to know that that's how it works. Yep. But yes, please tell us about the matches that they taped. As they announced last week, actually they announced both of them last week. Uh, we first we had uh, Bianca Belair versus Dakota Kai. I like Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai likes to kick people. Fuck yeah, she does. She's got some cool kicks. Did she kick? She's got some interesting kicks too. Oh, she did a lot of fucking kicking. Good. She did a broski boot. I mean, it's not a broski boot. No, it's called the face wash, which is a bad name. Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. Wash your face with my boot. Hey, Owen. What's up? Did you know that Bianca Belair is really strong? Yeah, I watched that match with Candice LeRae and I commented, like, fuck, she's real strong. So, you know that's that spot where, like, hey, I'm gonna hold you up in the vertical suplex? Yeah. She did that for, like, a really long time. And, you know, sometimes the Kodakai would come down. So basically, like... She kept doing the thing where, like, is hey, I'ma bounce you off your legs off the ropes and then hold, put you back in the vertical suplex. Uh huh. She did that like five times. That's pretty good. It was really fucking crazy how long she had her up, even with the whole like uh, bouncing her off the ropes and putting her back in the suplex and like you know the the vertical hold five times. Like it was really fucking nuts that she's able she- to do that. And yeah, of course Dakota gets out on the fifth one, but still. Did she do the military press? No, she didn't actually. Oh, because she did it to Candace and it was crazy. I remember. She just did other cool things. Did she hit her with her hair? No, but she did whip her hair back and forth. Alright, that's good enough, I guess. She whipped it real good. Dakota Kai is cool and kicks. But did I mention that Bianca is very strong? I believe you had you did do that, yes. Bianca won. She hit her finisher, and I I think Bianca should be careful with this finisher. Why? Cause it looked really good this week. And by really good I mean I legitimately believe that she dropped Dakota Kai in her fucking head. Shit. Speaking of like, people in their heads, I'll talk about that when we get to SmackDown. Face, like, you know, I get it. You're, you know, we talked about it last week. She does, her new finisher now is a, has you in the torture rack, and then uh, flips you over into a, in, into a face buster. Kind of like it's, you know, a reverse AA or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool, really effective finisher, but yeah, it kind of looked like this time she just sort of fucking dropped fucking... Dakota Kai on the top of her head. Yikes. Which, hey, maybe that means it's really good, and it looks real good. I can accept that, but also, please don't drop people on their head. Again, we'll talk about that when we get to SmackDown. We also had the Mighty versus the War Raiders. They are the Mighty now. The Mighty's got cool leather dusters now? Mm-hmm. I'm into him. They look like they want to be Edge. Sure. With black instead of red. Oh, yeah. This match is cool. These guys are exciting and fun. War Raiders, 
I'm still not super into him, but they they did some cool strong shit. It was like it, was it actual back and forth? Yeah, actually, it was strangely competitive. Not strangely, I would say. Uh, look, War Raiders are real big and kind of look like they should be able to just fuck these dudes up. Yeah, but the the uh, the mightier fast and shitheads. It's true, and they did a great job of being both fast and shitheads. Good. With all that said, like, uh, yeah, like you know, I'm still not super crazy about the War Raiders and everything, but like, I liked that they looked very strong in a way that was really cool. I there was a, a spot that I said to you uh, before the show earlier where they picked one of them. I believe it was Shane Thorne up. Uh, they, one of them grabbed him like, you know, and threw him up in the air into like a, you know, like a flapjack thing, mm-hmm. you know, it was just going to let him like fall straight down. Uh, the other one caught him uh, on his shoulder as he was falling and flipped him into a body slam. That's pretty damn cool. It was real fucking cool, dude. Nice. Like, if War Raiders can keep doing, like, weird, crazy, like, feats of strength things like that, mm-hmm. like, they they can do something really special. Other than that, you know, it's like, hey, they did their, their like, drop finisher. That's cool, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't really get War Raiders, but I think that they had their best showing. That's awesome. Good. Yeah, and unsurprisingly, they won. And then, in real time, but not our time, NXT happened. NXT TakeOver Chicago, rather. Yes. We don't need to recap the entire show. We can just talk about the things that we really liked. And by that, I mean... I thought the opening match was fucking cool shit. I was going to say, by that, I mean, we're probably talking about most of the show. Yeah, I thought the the opening tag was great. The crowd did not like... Player one and player two. Not at first, no. But then I, I was very fucking angry Chicago. at them for not playing for not playing along and Fuck. fucking Fuck Chicago. Wanting the, their system shocked, hot, but hot that said, Fuck Chicago. Fuck Chicago, but also like this. I think it's a testament to how fucking amazing this match was that they completely turned around and got very much on on Oni and uh, Danny Burch's side. To a degree, they were on both sides, and then they went back to the Undisputed Era side. Yeah, well. By that, I mean Adam Cole interfered blatantly and got thrown out. And he said, I didn't do anything, despite it being very clear he did something. Yeah, he very clearly did something. And the crowd chanted bullshit. Yeah, that was... I'm like, no, I was, no, he no. fucking did the thing, guys! He cheated, you idiot. You saw it! I get it, you like, you like Adam Cole, but fuck off. Bebe. Like, this is like when y'all were chanting fucking We Are Scum at, at Elias. Just to stop. Be, to be fair, they are scum. They are, don't get me wrong, and I'm glad that they're self-aware, but stop. Yeah, they, 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 this was this crowd was bad in spots. But yes, it was. But this, but this match was very good. Oh yeah, and Kyle O'Reilly is cool as shit, and they did a great fucking job of making them of making 
Oni and Danny Birch, two guys that, you know, aren't really ready for the spotlight yet. They made them look like fucking serious fucking contenders and fighters. Yep, I will uh, tell you my favorite and least favorite parts of this match. Let's hear it. My favorite part was a double like submission by player one and player two. And oh yeah, that that spot was great. And undisputed errors getting around and be able to you know kick one of them in the face and break it up. That was great. Least favorite spot of the match was only Lorkin eating the side of the ring. Yeah, it didn't look very fun. No, it looked terrible. It looked like he legitimately broke his back, and I was very upset. And then they showed the replay, and it looked even worse. Jesus Christ, dude. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck! Yeah. Fuck! Don't do that! Yeah. Jesus! Still upset about it. But the Undisputed Era won, and that's cool. Except they lost later. Did the Mustache Mountain. Spoilers, God! It's every, John, it's not spoilers anymore. It's public knowledge. Owen? Yes, John? Let's talk about the early frontrunner for match of the year. Uh, no. Not frontrunner. You shut your fucking mouth. John, I watched that Omega Okada match. That's my frontrunner for match of the year. Again, you shut your fucking mouth when the Velotine Dream is speaking. Brother? And being Hulk Hogan. Fuck. But also Prince Puma. Fuck. The fuck was that about? Fuck, dog. Can't do that. Yeah, you can, apparently. Can't do that. Apparently, yes, you can reclaim Hulk Hogan. You can be Black Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Because fuck real Hulk Hogan. I bet you real Hulk Hogan fucking hated that. I'm sure he fucking did. Like how? Which is why I like it even more. How how dare that expletive pretend to be me, brother? I did it better. Uh, no. Like, Hulk Hogan no. has never done the Velveteen Dream V for Victory pose. So... Well, yeah, I mean, but the Hulk Hogan stuff, only Hulk, Hulk, only Hulk Hogan can do the Hulk Hogan stuff the best. Come on. I, I ain't gonna front on that. Come on. If you don't know... John, I loved every single bit of that. Of it, of that. <clears throat> I'm just saying, if, if you don't know, John, Hulk Hogan, the character, is my... Favorite wrestler of all time. It's okay to be wrong. Oh, I'm, I, I'm aware. I watched WCW growing up. I made mistakes. Again, it's okay to be wrong. The correct answer still always, always was and always will be macho. Mm-hmm. Hey, John. Rick Shade has cool wings on his dumb jacket. Yeah. And also, holy shit, everything about this match. Everything about this fucking match, dude. Jesus Christ. Do I know my favorite and least favorite parts of this match? Okay. My favorite part was when Ricochet tried to uh, do a move too far away from the ropes, and then it fucking screwed him up. The Velveteen Dream then tried to do the Purple Rainmaker from either 
even further distance and fucked it up even more. It's great. It's great. Because he says, I- it's like, oh, you, you you fucked up your thing? Well, fuck you. I can do it right and do it better than you. Oh, wait, I fucked it up too. Shit. I mean, Velveteen Dream said everything you can do, I can do better. He, it's true. He fucked up that move even better than Ricochet did. So. I guess so, because it eventually it basically cost him the match. True. You want to know my least favorite part of this match? What's that? That's that suplex from the ring apron to the floor. Yeah. Uh, not a fan. Nope. Don't do that. Yeah. That don't, was. Don't don't do that. Fuck. That was dark. Yeah, it sure was. I was I was like, ah, you're fucking dead. No, thank you. This match is fucking amazing, dude. Yeah, it's definitely top in, in contention to be top ten. It's not gonna be number one. Come on. I mean, it is though because fucking again, Velveteen Dream. Holy shit! Like every single one of his matches is fucking different, and it's it's amazing. Like you know, it, the, I feel like the closest analog though. you could put to this is like. How, his match against Aleister Black, but instead of, like, doing the fucking mind game shit, he just was like, no, I'm just actually going to become fucking Ricochet and do all his crazy shit and just be super fucking athletic. Like, oh my god. John, that's more of a you know, defense for him being superstar of the year. Than this being match. Of the year. No, because it's also everything he did in this match blew my fucking mind. Okay. Well, well, like I would never I would never have thought. Yeah, Velveteen Dream, he could totally be on the on like the athletic level of Ricochet. Because Ricochet is fucking inhuman. And hey, it turns out, so is Dream. Yeah. Well, all I'm saying, John, we'll have this conversation at the end of the year and I, I will have you sit down and watch that two out of three falls match. Because it might be the greatest wrestling match ever ever made. Ever put on. Ever. That's a weird thing. To, that's a weird thing to say about Sami Zayn Cesaro. Fuck you. Let's move on. Let's move on. Am I wrong? You are. But let's move on. Except I'm not, though. Let's talk about the, the cooldown match at the show. The cooldown match, which, honestly, I thought was pretty fun great. Oh, it was, because there are no bad matches that take over. Well... As- aside from that one match. That uh, Dream versus Cashizono match. And that match wasn't even bad, it was just... Lazy. Man. And bocce. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they were playing bocce ball. But yeah, this the- Shane and Nikki was a slow match, but it was also exactly what it needed to be, and it was very well done. You want to you want to hear my favorite? At least it was a great cool it was a great cooldown match, while also not feeling like a cooldown match at all. It felt like exactly the pace it needed to be. It felt like exactly the energy that the crowd needed. Like if nothing else like even if i think that like maybe this wasn't the best uh takeover of the year let's say no um what, what was that i said no it wasn't oh so, sorry sorry um yeah even if I, if i even if i don't think that this was the best takeover of the year i think it was probably the best paced 
No, I disagree. I think that Philadelphia was the best paced. Yes, you're biased. Fuck yeah, I am. Hey, John, you want to hear my favorite and least favorite parts of this match? And also, no, it wasn't the best paced because Dreamono killed the pace. Eh, you're, you're not wrong. But, John, you want to hear my favorite and least favorite parts of this match? Why, sure. My least favorite part was the pace. Oh man, why? Felt a bit... It knew I knew it had to be slow, but it felt a little too slow. It wasn't my tempo, but I, I get it. Just the chemistry with the pace was not the best. I appreciated it, though, because I felt like they did a good job of making it feel like, you know, look... Shayna is a slow, methodical character who does her shit, you know, just like, I'm gonna beat the fucking shit out of you, like, and just essentially torture you. Nikki's whole thing is basically being, uh, Gray Fox and screaming, HURT ME MORE, SNAKE! Yep. Which I think is, is very good for a match of the pace that they had. Didn't need to do anything like super crazy or flashy or exciting. I mean, shit, we already had like Ricochet Dream for that. Like, all I really need to do is just like show Nikki as like this fucking crazy psycho that will just take all of your shit and just continue to be like, no, but keep hurting me. Mm-hmm. And I like that. You want to hear my favorite part? Sure. The ending. Yeah, the ending was the best. With with uh, Shane look like an insane person, and Nikki Cross fading asleep while smiling. Perfect. It's great. Mwah! Chef kiss. Perfect. Loved it. Very good. Very good. The Brandon Stroud of the Wisp Bandex, uh, in his review of who's, who's Takeover that? Chicago, who's that? made a, a really interesting comparison to it of uh, the the Raven redacted match from uh, Sold Out '98. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, but but who? Yeah, who's that? Uh, it was a great, it was a great callback. Uh, you keep mentioning this person. I don't know who they are. Did who they, redacted? No, I meant the the, the writer. Do they, they work for us? I see what you did there. Hey, fuck them. Heel turn. No. Yeah. Speaking of heel turns, Owen, my least favorite match of the night. Yeah, by far. And it only comes down to one moment, and that's the only part I want to talk about with this match. Yep. That, that fucking, fucking botch. Kick. All right. well, I was going to say kick in quotation marks, but yes, the botch. Jesus. Don't sell it, man! Don't slap your knee and don't sell it! Lars, God. I get that you're... In training, God. I get that this is what? still developmental. Why? Man, though. Oh, boy. That just killed the match. It's, it was done. Sure though. did. From there, I didn't give a shit. Whatever. Thumbs down. Yep. It was just like, oh, come on. Nope. No, thank you. Do not. Do it's not. like, oh, he kicked out at two. Yeah, no shit he kicked out at two. He also didn't get kicked. They tried to fix it with that ca- with that camera cut, but boy, it didn't work. It didn't. 
You would you would have had to fucking like done the the Shawn Michaels fucking Photoshop trick with his spindly hyper long leg. I really hope that exists. Um, I bet the internet did that. I mean, they probably didn't, which is why I'm going to do it. Good, do it. I don't want to talk about this match anymore. I do, because I want to say that even without this botch, I was not very impressed with this match. Nope. It was fine, but... Mm. Outside that kick, I can't tell you anything that happened. Yeah, exactly. Alistair Black were Lars Blood. Oh yeah, he got fucking kicked in the mouth for realsies at the end. It was, it was like, almost like Alistair Black was pissed off that he didn't connect with the kick. So he fully connected with the other one. Fuck. So it was like, alright, well guess what? Now I'm just gonna actually fucking kick you this time. And break his goddamn Dick. jaw. I think his jaw might be broken. I don't know. Shit. I'm gonna guess probably not, but... I bet fractured. Hmm. That's a maybe. lot of fucking blood. Yeah, maybe. He's a creepy troll, man. And that there was one more match though. This match was fucked, dog. It wasn't a match; it was a fight, and I don't want to talk about it. I you talk about? It, I don't want to talk about it. So sad. I did not. Enjoy, I did not care. If, I did not like it as much as uh, as the New Orleans match, but Johnny Gargano versus that fucking guy told a excellently executed story and that fucking guy is the biggest piece of shit on the planet and you know what for as much as like I, I think that they kind of had to come up with dumb things to do for the street fight that was just like hey well, what are some of the things we didn't do in the unsanctioned match I guess like I think that they came up with some crazy shit that I didn't expect. And I think that they did a really good job with the callbacks in telling that. Like, for one, I've never seen, I've never ever seen that spot of like, no, I'm gonna fucking rip apart the ring and like, take off the padding and just leave the fucking wood boards there. They've done that impact a million times. Well, I've never seen it. And it's really fucking cool. And it was really fucking effective. And it made me dread, like, oh god, oh god, when is this, when is this gonna come into play? When is this gonna fucking happen? To the point that it kind of forgot about it until that very fucking ending. When, oh Jesus. Also, I really liked how they did a lot of the callbacks to, let's say, the other beatdowns, like the TakeOver Chicago 1 beatdown. That was pretty mm-hmm. sick. I also enjoyed the callback to, hey, here's Johnny Gargano putting fucking that guy through the table. You know what I don't like, though? What? That guy pulling off his ring and, and his wedding ring and spitting on it and throwing it. That, that was just mean. It's just over the line. Don't do that. 
Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. He's terrible. I don't want to talk about this match. Fucking. That fucking guy won because he DDT'd Johnny Gargano while he was getting back into the ring on Fuck. the fucking wood. Shit. He did it while handcuffed. God, I'm so mad. They told a great story with this match of Johnny Gargano losing his fucking mind and it costing him everything. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait to see where this goes. I think it goes with Ciampa challenging for the NXT t- title and winning it. Hmm. Because we can't have nice things. Imagine him with... You know what? Imagine him with... I'm gonna be honest, I'd be okay with it. I'm once... No, fuck that guy. Not okay. Yeah, he's a terrible guy, but I'd also be okay with it. No, I'd be angry. I want to see that guy get fucking his ass kicked and lose the title. Yeah, but I don't want to see him win it. It's not worth it. Did you know, Owen, that that guy is preventing WWE from making merchandise of him? Yeah, of course they, of course he is. Fucking asshole. He's the only one that really cares about keeping kayfabe. Keep him. I don't want to talk about this anymore, John. I'm upset. I'm upset. Okay, then let's not talk about NXT anymore. Fuck that guy. Forever. Uh, no, we'll be back to it next week. They're they're having a taping this week. Eh, Alistair Black's going to be on next week. Can we not? We ignore that part, unless it's something interesting happens. Hey, John. What's that, Owen? We're not going to break down the entirety of Money in the Bank. We're just going to talk about the highlights. Shall we? This is great. Let's talk about Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. I mean, we're talking about the highlights, right? What? Oh, and I didn't much care for this show. I also didn't, like, finish watching this show. Hmm. Look, I was busy this week. I had things to do. I had a life to live. Yeah. Tell me a good thing that happened on this show. And I will tell you, and I will say if I agree or if I actually watched it. Alexa Bliss. I did not see the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. It was okay. But I did see Alexa Bliss do that other thing. And yes. Alexa, there, well, I mean, the end of the women's Money in the Bank ladder match wasn't so good. Because. So how did they do it? How did they justify pushing Alexa into yet another title again? I mean, they didn't because fuck that. That takes work. Who cares? What's fucked up, John... True, this is WWE. Listen, what's fucked up is Becky Lynch climbed the ladder, grabbed the hook, uh, had it unhooked with the briefcase in her hand. She just had to pull it out, and she won the match. And she just stood there. What? Because someone missed their cue, and she wasn't supposed to win the match. Becky just had to stand there with it unhooked, ready to take it off, waiting for anyone, and by anyone I mean Alexa Bliss, to stop her. That's dumb. It's real dumb. I can't wait to see them edit that part out. 
But that happened. Uh, Lana hit the uh, the accolade. Cool. Aside from that, <sighs> it was just a bunch of here's two people in the ring, so we can start out. Another person comes in, you know, kind of paint by numbers. But Alexa Bliss won, and that's cool. I like Alexa Bliss. I don't care what other people think about her getting over pushed. I like her. And it played perfectly into the match later, which was the Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax match, where Ronda had it just about won, and Alexa showed up with the briefcase, fucking um, obliterated Ronda to, the, to make sure she wouldn't interfere, and then beat Nia for the title. It's true. I thought that was so smart to just totally lay out Ronda Rousey. So, yeah, good on her. I have seen many people on the internet saying that Nia gave Ronda Rousey her best match to date. Out of two matches. I also would like to say to all of those people... Yeah, but could you maybe, I don't know, stop defending a a racist, transphobic Sandy Truther? Sandy Hook Truther, rather? Listen, John. Ronda and I are BFFs, and I can't justify her thoughts outside the ring. But she's pretty fucking good at wrestling. Really good at this thing. It's surprisingly how good she is at wrestling. Her selling is really good. She fell out of the ring and almost died. That was cool. She's fine, but, like, I don't know. I don't think that she's, like, this fucking amazing, like, once-in-a-lifetime performer. I think like, she's a superstar that is that is being has this huge spotlight on her, and she's thriving under it instead of, like, collapsing. I don't think she's... I wouldn't say she's thriving. I'd say she's doing... She gets it. Like, it's not like fucking. It's not like they're putting someone that's like terrible and doesn't understand it there. It's not like they have. It's not like, let's say, for example, Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Who has no charisma and totally sucks. At the same time, like, I feel like people act like she's this fucking amazing, like, totally competent worker when really. She's got some punches and she does some fucking submission shit that doesn't look great. I think it looks pretty fucking good. Just me. I really like it. She's basically five moves of doom. Uh, Except, let's be honest, it's more like three. Those, Those moves are pretty good. Her selling is what it is. She's really good at selling. And taking the moves well. And make it look like it actually hurts. Unlike, let's say, uh, Shayna Baszler in the the Mae Young Classic. Where I complain that she's not selling for shit. And it's pissing me off. Ronda's legitimately looking like she got a concussion. It was awesome. I don't know, we can agree to disagree. But I'm, I'm really pleased with how Ronda's been doing. And I'm glad she didn't win the title right away, because she's going to win it in the Barclays Center. Against Alexa. How about don't? Eh, you can't stop it. Sorry. 
Um, let's see, what else happened on the show that was good? Clearly not the SmackDown Women's title match. We're not going to talk about that. Nope. I'll talk about that when I talk about SmackDown. Um, the Men's Money in the Bank ladder match was good. I thought the Men's Money in the Bank ladder match was very exciting and very fun and had a lot of really fucking crazy spots. And holy shit, Kevin Owens died, and I don't like that. And they won't show it again because they didn't get a good camera angle of it. So he, I thought that wide angle looked pretty good. Yeah, but they don't have any, they don't have the footage of the, the close up. They don't um, have it. Yeah. That's why they don't keep showing it because they don't have any more footage of it. They fucked up. They did fuck up. I like the part where everyone was burying Braun with the ladders, and while they were doing that, the Miz was in the ring trying to climb. I thought that part was great. My favorite part was when. Finn Balor decided to take one of the ladders from the Braun pile, and I was like, No, Finn, what are you doing? And then, of course, Braun woke up and climbed out of the pile, and it was great. It's great because you just see his head pop up in the background. It's like, Oh, fuck. You, no. It's like, Finn, what did you do? You woke him up. No. I, I, I can't, with the person I was watching with, I actually yelled out. I'm like, Oh, no, he's going to get him. He's going to wake him up. I, I watched it as well. I yelled that as well. It was great. Very good. Very, very good. Another favorite was Braun running through that ladder and killing everyone. Including the ladder. Remember that? Pretty good. I was like, fuck. (laughs) Holy shit. He can't stop Braun. He's going to win this match. He can't stop him. Braun's cool. He's good at this. He shouldn't have won the match, though. He didn't need the briefcase, but if it's a way... He doesn't need the briefcase at all. Listen, if... Like... I get that they're giving him, like, all of the accolades, like, every single accolade, and they're getting really behind him, and I get why, but he really didn't need this. Like, Listen, John. if Money in the Bank, if the Money in the Bank briefcase is supposed to be, like, an option for you to do really cool storytelling and really, like, interesting things with it, like, this opens up nothing. Here's the problem. Because Braun doesn't need it. Here's the problem, John. You can't do compelling stories when the champion is never there. Also true, which is why it should have gone to SmackDown. Well, yeah, but if this is how they're going to get the damn belt off of Brock Lesnar, for God's sake, Braun is the right guy to do it. Because he's the person that could sneak in and actually kill Brock Lesnar. Just please get the belt off of him, I'm begging you, please. Here's the thing, though. I feel like this is just going to be an excuse for them to do the WrestleMania 31 again. Have him cash in the briefcase, make it a triple threat, beat whoever is fighting Brock. Brock loses the title without losing again. And they'll once again do the, oh no, Brock beat everybody up and killed Michael Cole, so now he's banned. I can't see Braun doing that. He can't run down the ramp fast enough. He just jumps out of the crowd. He's been hanging out there with Nicholas. I'm going to say what's going to happen is every time Brock Lesnar shows up to cut a promo on Raw, Braun's just going to show up and try to cash in every single time. It's going to be really funny. I could be into that. Because that's the person who can actually come down and actually fuck up Brock Lesnar. So, sure. Get excited to see him in August. No, I'm okay. Other things from Money in the Bank that were cool. The Last Man Standing match. It was these two's best match 
on the WWE main roster. And Nakamura's best match on the main roster. And yet I still wasn't that impressed. I loved it. This, the stuff with him... Like, you, you thought they were fucking laid out. Like, that Kinshasa on the announce tables. You thought it was over. The, the spot where he ki- where Nakamura did to come on and Styles says, okay, and just kicked him in the dick. It was great. The Super Styles clash off the steps, and that's still not being enough. Awesome. I really like this match. And I'm glad this is, that this feud is finally over. Yeah, and it's over by not giving us the thing they should have given us. They just made Nakamura look like a fucking chump. No, he has a place he's going, and it's very good, and we will get to that when we get to SmackDown. Okay. And uh, also, Styles needs to stay champion because he's on the cover of the video game. I mean, no, he doesn't. The commercial said he was champion. The WWE is stupid. He had to be champion. Just, just, just accept it. It's fine. It's stupid. It's a stupid reason, but it happened, okay? Also, we're going to get a really good match at Extreme Rules now, so it's fine. Yeah, there we are. That is true. And that's all I got for, uh, for Money in the Bank, if you got anything. Fuck no. Alright. Um... Because we're running a bit late, because we talked a lot about in news and in uh, about the recaps of the two shows, I'm gonna say we're gonna skip over Monday Night Raw because you didn't watch it. I sure as fuck didn't. I still don't care. I, Money I, in the Bank was supposed to be the thing that makes me go, "Do I care about Raw?" And the answer is, no, no, I don't. Well, I I liked the first two hours of Raw, so. That's fine. Let's talk about uh, SmackDown, though, because SmackDown was really, really good, and I am starting to get back... SmackDown's getting its, its mojo back, and I'm very happy about it. Especially because Big Cass is fucking gone. Cool. The, the opening segment wasn't so great, though, because Carmella came out and tried to do the, the uh, Alexa Bliss thing of... Oh, I'm so happy to be champion. And twist and like twist it around and you know, just talk shit. And then she got interrupted by Asuka. Oh no! Except Asuka's like, I'm cool. Remember that thing I did where I, I was, didn't win? And then she took off her mask and it was Ellsworth. Duh. Oh great. Oh great. And they talk shit. And then actual Asuka came out, which and this was fucking weird. And I pointed out in the bat last night, which you can read over at ProWrestling.cool. This is the first time she came out without all her shit and just like, just stormed the ring because Ellsworth stole all her shit. Yeah, because James Ellsworth obviously stole it. Yep. And she just like legit took her things. Yep. And Ellsworth tried to confront her. Asuka kicked, just chopped him in the head, knocked him out. And then Carmella kicked Asuka in the head and knocked her out. And that was it. One fucking kick from from Carmella was enough to take down Asuka. Uh, I mean, I have mixed feelings about this. Like, it's good 
that Asuka is a person again, you know, like an actual, like, you know, like human, it can be in like actual storylines and all, instead of having to worry about the streak. But also, at this rate, she's kind of like becoming less than a regular person, just becoming a chump. Like, she needs to get her momentum back. And I'm getting very concerned that that's not going to happen in this feud. They need they need to get her out of this before it permanently damages her, and the casual fans just give up on her. Hmm. Uh, speaking of people who uh, should get like a a big push, Becky Lynch, who almost won the Money in the Bank, but you know couldn't because the story said she couldn't. He fought Billy Kay and won. Hooray! So, Becky Lynch got a big win, and this could be the start of her actually getting a push so that when this Oscar storyline's over, she can go on and win the title. Because she hasn't won the title since she was the first champion. It'd be nice to have, have Becky Lynch in the spotlight again, please. I guess. Then we got to the good shit, and why Shinsuke Nakamura losing was the best possible outcome. So you remember last week on SmackDown, uh, he had a match with Jeff Hardy and punched him in the dick? That sounds like something he would do. Well, we have an interview with Jeff Hardy where he's talking a bunch of weird shit. And, like, his back's turned, it's all dark, and, like, what the fuck's he talking about? He's using a bunch of weird words. And then he turns around, and his face is fully painted. And he's got the eyes painted on his eyelids. And he's fucking doing that weird shit again, John! He's doing the weird shit again! Specifically, what weird shit, though? Like, the stuff he did in Impact, and the stuff he did at the end of his... Uh, WWE run before this current one where he just pretty much is kind of a mixture between a psychopath and Brother Nero. Yeah, that, that's what I was trying to get. Are we going like full-on Brother Nero here or sort are we of. doing like something it's a, else? It's a hybrid. Like he's kind of being Brother Nero but he's also just being weird artsy Jeff Hardy that paints himself and shit. And it's it's really good. It's a good promo. I embedded it on about last night. So they're not going to let Nakamura beat Styles, but they'll let him have the U.S. title? That's dumb. John, it's fine. AJ Styles also won the U.S. title. The U.S. title is a good belt. He, the, the, if, he, if they're going to have like Daniel Bryan and Samoa Joe with AJ Styles in the main roster right now, you may as well give... Nakamura something to work with and get him to stay relevant. So the U.S. title is a good belt. He should have it. He hasn't had a main roster title. But it ended with him, Jeff Hardy, with the eyes saying, I, Nakamura, I see you, and then opening the eyes, and then being all the weird smoky Brother Nero eyes. It was good. But later in the night, John, we have Renee Young backstage. How do you feel about Renee Young? She is a classy lady. 
Yeah, she also was requested to interview Nakamura. And she, throughout this whole interview, just looks so pissed off at him. Like, what the fuck? Why am I doing this? I hate you so much, Nakamura. You're such an asshole. Because she asked, like, about uh, the loss at Money in the Bank. And he says, what is a loss? And she's like, fuck off, dude. You speak English. Like, we're not doing it. If you're going to do this shit again, I'm just going to leave. And he goes, like, listen, I can speak perfect English, but I'm standing right now. How could I have lost that match if I'm standing? Which, he has a point. <laughs> it was last minute standing. He's, he's currently standing. And then, he's, hmm. and then he says that the referee didn't count in Japanese. So therefore, it was unfair. He couldn't. He didn't know what was going on. He's like, that's unfair. He should have began in Japanese. I'm like, yep. Nakamura is great. And then Renee says, "Did you see the Jeff Hardy video? That was pretty weird." And he just says, "Who is Jeff Hardy? Who's that? I don't care. Fuck a Jeff Hardy." And Renee just like fuck this, I'm out. I can't, I can't do this anymore. It's great. It's a really great interview. That's also embedded in about last night. But who is Jeff Hardy really? Freaky painty man. Paints and he does drugs. Nope. Did you see that Hardy's uh, WWE 24 that they did? I did not. It's weird. Because it talks about the with with footage and interview with Eric Bischoff about that that bound uh, about the Sting match about the Sting match. Oh man! And they have all the footage, and they talk about the whole thing. It's fucking weird, man. And they talk about the whole them going to TNA. Saying TNA and interviewing Samoa Joe and AJ Styles as former TNA wrestlers. I noticed that, and I think it, you know what, I think it makes a lot of sense. TNA doesn't exist anymore. uh, Yes, but they have all this footage. They'll they'll talk about a company that's dead. They they murdered and buried Dixie Carter. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, they have all this footage. They talk about the whole, you know... Broken Hardy thing and have all the footage of the of the final deletion and they go through the whole thing and it's fucking weird. So yeah, that's th- this whole global wrestling network deal that they have is really paying dividends, but also it's incredibly weird. Speaking of really weird, did you know Saturday debuted this week? What Saturday debuted? After two months. Oh. oh. Okay. They had a ma- I didn't know that hadn't happened already. They hadn't. Because I kept saying, where the fuck's Sanity? I said, in my, in my, uh, artic- in my uh, stats article every Friday, I'm like, they're on this list. They haven't shown up in two months. What the fuck? Turns out, here the fuck's Sanity. Yeah, Sanity came out. Uh, they had a, a match with the Usos. 
Except before the bell rang, they just fucking killed the Usos. Okay. Whatever. We're just gonna beat the shit out of you. We're sanity. We're crazy people. It was cool. It looks like sanity is just gonna straight up be sanity, and it's on the main roster, and I'm cool with that. Their music didn't As change. Opposed to what? Well, you know how people when they move up to the main roster they change shit. Like the authors of pain lost their manager. Who are the authors of pain? I, I don't. I don't know anymore. I'm. I'm removing them from our our staff tracking until they come back because it's been like three months. Their 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 visa issues got cleared up and they still didn't show up this week. Unless they showed. I didn't even know they had visa issues. Yeah. So unless unless they show up on main event, which I didn't check yet, then they're they're off the, they're off the tracking. But yeah, it's good to see Sanity is just being Sanity on SmackDown. It's good. Remember how last week they said they were going to have Sin Cara versus Andrade on SmackDown? Yeah. Didn't happen. <sighs> wow. Yeah. Good job, guys. It didn't happen. Because instead we had to have Paige give the Good Brothers another shot at the Bludgeon Brothers for the tag titles for no reason. Yeah, why? What? No, even the commentary is like, why? They fucking got killed on, on the kickoff show. And guess what? They got their asses kicked again. I can't believe it. I don't know. But, the majority of the second hour of SmackDown was extremely good. Because what if I told you it was a five-man gauntlet match? To determine what? who's going to fight AJ Styles at Extreme Rules. I can't believe it. They had an interview with Danny Bryan earlier with Renee Young, and he says that, you know, I have, you know, you saw me in the Greatest Royal Rumble, I have the endurance. I have, the, you know, the, the, I forget what he says, like, I think it was heart, lungs, like, legs, something like that. He's got the heart, he's got the uh, the kicks, and he's got the endurance. And he says, I'm going to be in this match with three of the best wrestlers in the world. Samoa Joe, Big E, and, uh, and Rusev. R- Renee says, what about The Miz? He's also in the match. And Danny Bryan says, like I said, the three best wrestlers in the world. <laughs> Just fucking burying The Miz. Because fuck The Miz. And he was going to be the first man to enter the match. Do you know who he fought first? No. He fought- also, I'm, I'm busy reading about the Authors of Pain. What's, what's up with them? Okay, first of all, I didn't know they're not, they're not related. No, they're not. Also, Akam is from Canada and Rizar is from the Netherlands? Yes. Weird. Hmm? One of them was like anyway. an MMA guy. Yes, Akam. Yes. Oh, wait, no, sorry. It was Rizar who was in uh, uh, Bellator. Mm-hmm. But yes. Danny- Akam, Akam just did amateur wrestling. Indeed. Danny Bryan fought Big E. Did you know that Big E is a good what? wrestle man? I have heard this, that Big E is decent at the wrestle show. 
time. And, uh, he had a great match with the with Danny Bryan because Danny Bryan was trying to hit all his you know finishers and stuff. Except Biggie's fucking big. Can't can't do that. Can't put- Biggie's all like, I'm gonna do the suicide dive and almost die. He sure fucking did, and it was upsetting. Of course he fucking did. Don't do that. Goddamn idiot. Yeah. Danny Bryan did did end up making him tap out though. So hooray. But I got bad news for you, John. John, he had he had to fight against Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe is way bigger than Danny Bryan, and also way meaner than Big E. And they tore it up because. But last time they teased that these two were going to have a singles match, we had Big Cass, R.I.P., Big Cass, uh, interfere and cause it to be a triple threat. And as I had said the week that that happened, it was the weakest part of that match and really took a lot away from it. So we had finally the singles match between these two inside the gauntlet, and it was awesome. It was great. Hopefully John's coming back now. Because there's a part of this match that I want to talk about that I want him here for. And here he is. John's back. It's me. Why did you pull up the spot? Because I was trying... Because number one, we could hear your door on the podcast. And number two, I was trying to stretch out because there's a part of this match I wanted to talk about, but I needed you here to talk to say it. Look, man, it's really hot in this room. I really needed this lemonade, okay? All right, it's cool. Listen, what is the deal with Danny Bryan with his whole return? Like, what took him out? His head being broken. He wrestled Samoa Joe. And you know what Samoa Joe said? Wouldn't it be a good idea to fucking drop Danny Bryan on his goddamn head in the middle of the match? Like fucking. Sp- it sounds like something Samoa Joe would do. Fucking spiked him in the in the mat. What the fuck? Like they showed a slow replay, and you're like, "Holy fuck! How is he not unconscious?" And also have a broken neck. Cause fuck you, Samoa Joe. Be more careful. Shit. You should <laughs> you should look it up. It's like super upsetting. I mean, in fairness, let's be honest here. You know fucking Daniel Bryan went to him and was like, yeah, fuck me up, man. Let's go. No, it was a fucking, like, suplex. And he just, instead of throwing him full rotation, he just spiked his head. Oh, God, it's, like... Like, I'm surprised, like, if this went a little harder, they could have ended his career again. I'm, le- I'm legit concerned. Fortunately, the match didn't go much longer because Samoa Joe... Put Danny Bryan in the Kukina clutch on the outside. Make him make him pass the fuck out. Except Danny Bryan escaped and had the wherewithal to notice that the referee was counting and jumped back in the ring before Samojo could and got him counted out. Don't know. Pretty good. Also, I forgot to mention a little something, John. Remember how I said the Bludgeon Brothers and the Good Brothers had their match? 
Yeah, remember how I said why? Well, to set this thing up, because as the Bludgeon Brothers were leaving, Daniel Bryan was coming out for the gauntlet match, and they kind of crossed paths, and the Bludgeon Brothers were like, what the fuck are you doing? We're having our exit thing, our celebration, and you're blowing up our spot. So, after Daniel Bryan beat Samoa Joe, the Bludgeon Brothers came back and said, well, fuck you, dude! You're dead now! And just obliterated Bryan. Remember when you beat up our friend Bray Wyatt? Fuck you! Well, good, good news, John. This this was perfectly planned. This was the best part of SmackDown. You know why? Why is that? Because the Miz was next, and he just came out and pinned him. <laughs> he didn't lay a finger on him. Didn't do a single move. Didn't even do a skull crushing finale. Just just fucking pinned him. What a good show. It's so good because you wanna you don't want those two to get physical before the actual feud starts. It's for SummerSlam, so how do you get out of these two competing? You fucking have this happen and just Ms. pins them and says, Fuck you, Danny Bryan. That is actually very funny. I, I, I love it. I'm telling you it's my favorite part. I'm like, that's so goddamn smart. I love this. And then the last entrant in the match was Rusev. And he and The Miz had a good match, and I'm like, oh, okay, we're going to have The Miz finally get another WWE title shot, because he's so goddamn good. Except he didn't. Rusev put him in the accolade, and he he tapped out. Yay, Rusev. John, it's Rusev Day. It's finally Rusev Day. He's going to have his first single shot at the WWE Championship, and I am so excited. Good for Rusev. Good for Rusev indeed. And AJ Styles came out afterward, and they shook hands. Alright. And English put his hand out to shake AJ Styles' hands, except he pulled it away. Who did? Aiden English. He pulled, he, oh, Aiden he, pulled his hand he, away. He faked cool. it out. It's like, fuck you. So, <laughs> so Styles punched him in the goddamn face and left. What a dick. A- English is a dick. Sportman, sportsmanship was happening and he had to ruin it. Ah, who cares? Aiden English isn't in the match. He's just a singing man. Yeah, but he's going to interfere and he's going to end up costing Rusev his title shot. It's going to happen. Don't say that. It's going to happen. Don't say that. Well, because AJ Styles is going to be the champion hanging in the SummerSlam, so... He can have his match with the Samoa Joe. That, that that's it for SmackDown. It was a really good show. I liked it a lot. Do 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 more of this, please. Hey, hey John, is is that it for heel turn? I'm so hot and tired. So please let it be it for heel turn. A production of Pro Wrestling Cool. It's not just cool. It's not cool. Also, John, it's. I've been saying this whole time. So please don't complain. <laughs> It's a website. Go to the website. I'm so hot and tired. Patreon.com slash PWC. Get our show notes. Get exclusive podcasts like our fancy booking for Money in the Bank. And a bunch of other cool, sh- cool shit. I've heard rumor that it's a pretty funny show. It's really good. I, I'm really proud of it. I, I sent you a copy, John, since you're not a Patreon member. I enjoyed it. 
I have a thing against paying myself. Fair. Uh, what about uh, social media? Check out ProWrestling.cool on Facebook. I mean, I'm not going to tell you what the URL is because you're probably just looking at it on your phone anyway. This is how people look at Facebook. But yeah, just type it into the search bar. You'll find it. It's it's not that hard. And hey, we're also on Twitter at the Heel Turn and at PWDOTC. Sure. What about our streaming? And we do the sucker every Wednesday from like uh, starting around nine or so over at twitch.tv slash shows and online and uh, mixer.com slash zonecast or uh, I fuck it up mixer.com slash the ozone. Yep. Where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram and other places that are cool. What's your Twitch? <laughs> it's at I'm I'm on those at I am John GM and you can find me on Twitch at video underscore James. There you go. You, you cut out a little bit there, so I could not could not get your joke. No, I didn't cut out. I just that was the joke was I didn't say anything. Asshole. <laughs> try, try, trying to fake me out on the live stream, you dick. Find me on Twitter at the underscore ozone. That's it. It's very warm. We'll be back next week. Probably gonna get hotter because fuck us. So, uh, until then. I need to go turn on this AC. Fuck, man. This podcast is a part of the Zonecast Network, produced and edited by Owen Douglas. Find more of our shows at zonecast.com.